And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Sounds like you're on a rotary phone now. One, two, three. Hello, everybody. How does this sound? Same problem as last time. Um, are we back? I mean, I, I've got I winky, I got winky blinkies here on my board. Uh, we're we're going to address uh, the new Snow White live action film, and I am here because Critical Blast just published a 540-page uh, hardcover volume of the Grimm's Fairy Tales. Uh, where the original Snow White story appears uh, under the name Snowdrop. Uh, and we'll, we'll contrast and compare uh, some of that stuff here. Um, save, saving the good stuff for when, when Jason's here. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's, there's some interesting tidbits in the original Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm story from, oh, I heard crackle. Somebody unplugged a jack and plugged it back in. It's very possible we might hear we we might hear Jason's dulcet tones at any moment now. No, we will not. It, you're not supposed to take scissors to the cable to disconnect it from the computer. That that doesn't work very well. Have you have you tried turning it off and back on again? See, plug plug and play isn't what it used to be. Uh, you know, you, you would think you get this thing set up. You're not talking to anybody, Jason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's how it's supposed to work. You get the thing set up once, and then you don't dork with it, and it just keeps working. But then, you know, somebody comes along like Microsoft and says, hey, you know this thing that's working perfectly fine? We're going to fix it. And then it doesn't work perfectly fine anymore, and you've got to go in and... Uh, break it or um, make it work the way that you had it before that they didn't like until they come along and fix it again. So, so I, I could read, I could read you the story until Jason gets here. I'll, I'll do that. I can read from the Grimm's fairy tales and uh, the story of Snowdrop. In fact, I would share the screen, but I, I won't do that just now. Uh, it begins in the middle of winter. Because it was the middle of winter. Oh, wait. That was somebody's sound. I'm hearing. So what we have is a microphone that just went out of order. Because now I can hear Jason. Yes. So your microphone just uh, gave up the ghost. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. It's not the microphone. It's it's the it's the port, and I'm really hoping that it's not the sound card. Uh, anyway, all right. So, can everybody hear me now? And, and you know, I'm perfectly fine rebooting all of Kansas City for this. It's that's that's how it goes. Hi, RJ. <laughs> how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm here. <laughs> I've been I've been trying well, to be entertaining, but uh... so what I'm running into because I've got. The, the way all of this is going, all of these microphones are, are lined into this mixing board. And the mixing board goes to the microphone port on the back of the tower, which is loose for whatever reason. It's almost like, you know, when you, when you try to 
you've jiggled it enough that nothing gets in there tight anymore. Well, then I had it over into the line port, and it seemed to be working until suddenly it quit right as we got started. So now I'm going to have to go through it. I've got to pull this whole thing apart anyway because I've got RAM to put on it, so... Fun with technology, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everybody. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi for Being. My guest, R.J. Carter, the editor at Critical Blast Publishing, and also the uh, I don't know what are you CEO Critical Blast Logistics. Is that is that your title over there? Liquor. Yeah, cheap cheap envelope liquor at Critical Blast Logistics. Cheap, a cheap envelope liquor. That well, I don't pay myself a whole lot. Okay, I pay my helpers even less. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. Well, you feed them anyway. Yeah, I do do that. Yeah. I need them conscious for the next, you know, few hours after the right. for the next shift. So. so, so over over the last uh, few days, there has been a bunch of uh, talk about these photographs that showed up online at first published by the Daily Mail and what this is is a, a photograph of what appears to be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and this just kind of kind of blew up because that doesn't look like Rachel Ziegler and people are wondering where the dwarves are because six out of the seven of these people are not dwarves <laughs> yeah, so, this, this is Cinnamon Brown and these seven slightly eccentric little men. Yeah, right. So, so here's here's the beginning of this. The Daily Mail posted this, and I I I I don't know. And okay, what is this? But. We get some pictures, and I don't remember. Uh, I saw photographs of the crew, and I don't see them here. There it is. So here's photographs of the crew. And Disney had come out and said, no, 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 no. These are fake. These, this, is not, this is not from the production. And then they backtracked again and said, well, they're not from the shoot. This was a photo shoot we were doing with stand-ins. And the amount of uh, jumping through hoops that they went through to first deny this and then kind of, wait a minute, maybe kind of, sort of. I'm looking at this and I see this crew back here in the tree line. That's more than a photo shoot. I've been on photo shoots. I've been on film shoots. This is not a photo shoot. I mean, there's, there's way too many people standing there and they all appear to have credentials, and that's not a photo shoot. My guess is this is second unit shooting where we don't need to see faces of characters. This is These are the long, wide shots. They're walking across the field. We're never going to get close enough to see who they are. We just need bodies to look like our main cast. That's what I'm guessing this is. Now, it is a guess, but... The brouhaha that came out of Disney denying that... I mean, this here's a drone. You don't need a drone for a photo shoot. This is a film shoot. This is something here. You've got lenses here. You've got, uh, you've got uh, video village back here. Here's a couple of monitors. And this is... 
this is this has got to be second unit. This has got to be second unit stuff. But you have these these characters, and if they're the stand-ins, then the purpose of the stand-in is that you have people who look like your primary cast, who are dressed like your primary cast, so that the camera crew can sit there and say, okay, well, people are going to stand here, camera's going to be here, lights are going to be over here, everything's going to... The stand-ins are the people who take the place of the main cast, cast of actors so that the crew can set up everything. And then you bring in your principal cast, you bring in your main actors, and then they they become, you know, they stand in there and you can shoot it. That way they're not having to wait while everything's setting up. And then, you know, under the lights and the makeup runs and all this other stuff. So the stand-ins are fill-in-the-blank, you hold their placeholders while the crew sets up. The other time you use stand-ins is when you're doing second unit work like this. If they're walking across a field, they're climbing a mountain, they're they're they're, you know, traveling to the volcano, they're you know, riding horses across the prairie, any of that is second unit work. Second unit also goes out and they'll shoot uh, they'll shoot location stuff, they'll shoot establishing shots if they want to get shots of mountains and shots of volcanoes and shots of oceans. Anything that could be used as a background plate for CGI stuff, all of that stuff is usually second unit work. Because you don't need your main cast, you don't need the director, you don't need your main director of photography. They're off shooting the one thing while the second unit goes out and gets all of the other stuff. And I under, I'm given to understand that principal photography on this thing wrapped a year ago. So whatever this is, is probably pickup shots maybe? Maybe. But if you look at how these characters are dressed, you know, when when they said, No, 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 that's not that's not that's not from this production, but your Snow White character here looks the same as the Snow White that we saw Rachel Zegler dressed up as for what, a year, year and a half ago when this when these pictures came out? I mean that kind of I mean, this is, I'm just trying to figure out why Disney would deny it. It doesn't it's, make any sense. Yeah, it, it's definitely not a production shot. And I'm I'm guessing that they're probably going to try to do what they did with uh, Lord of the Rings, which, you know, instead of having actual dwarves, they're going to go with forced perspective uh, shots to make the actors look dwarvish uh, in comparison to the other actors. Well, that's a possibility, although that's much more expensive to do than just hiring people of short stature. But which you know, and which is also what Disney should be doing in 2023 if yeah. they don't want to arouse the ire of the of the crowd of you know diversity. Well, except, except, it's no longer, according to Peter Dinklage, anyway, it's no longer politically correct to hire dwarves simply to play dwarves. You know, they're always playing the leprechauns. They're playing Santa's elves. They're, you know, those. There's so many stereotypical roles for the dwarves to play, and that's all they ever get. And he made such a stink about it and such a such a noise about it that, well, now, what are you going to do? It, it's there's now this fear in Hollywood. Where we're gonna we're gonna hire the dwarf 
well, why are you hiring me? Because I'm because I'm short and because of thing. And exactly right. Mindy's Mindy's saying in the chat, he cost a lot of people jobs by yeah. doing what he did. I mean, he's okay. You know, he'll 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 do all right. He'll put food on the table for his family because he's Peter Dinklage. Because he's, he's accepting actor. roles as giants and basketball players now. <laughs> but at the same time, if that's what you're going to do with the size, the size stuff and the CG and the whatnot, that's a lot of work for a production like this, and that's a lot of money that Disney no longer has to spend. I mean, Hulu is coming. That's the that's the big thing. Hulu is coming, and Disney does not have the money to be throwing out. And you know, Bob Iger even said on CNBC, everything's going to be dialed back. So if these are the cast of characters, at least this is what they look like, I'm guessing that they're going to be this size all the time because it's going to be a pain in the neck to resize every single one of them and i mean they're all average and we even have yeah. a, we even have a woman dwarf and she's probably doc oh, of she, course cause she's she's <laughs> going to be the smartest one she's going to be doc and and yeah, the tall white guy is going to be dopey the tall white guy is going to be dopey no no question this 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 one here is probably dopey and this one here in the brown is probably grumpy the one who's got his head wrapped up is probably sleepy. But yeah, that one that one there, the black woman is probably Doc, the smart one. <coughs> I just I but no no no, this is fake. Oh, okay, it's not fake, but they're the stand ins. But it's not really it's not really a thing. I mean what a dumb thing to do. It it it's never the crime, it's the cover up. Right? <laughs> I mean, if they just if they just come out and said, "Well, shooting some publicity stu stuff, we're shooting some stock photos for the for the trailer, we're doing something," but to sit there and lie about it, and then the media comes back and talks about the whole, you know, the politically correct. Here's uh, here's the Independent in the UK. Disney says politically correct Snow White set photos being shared by conservatives are misleading. Now you want to make a political thing about it, conservative. And, and they put up a picture of they put up a picture of Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I don't I don't know. I mean, yeah, there were con there were conservative sites that were sharing this stuff and saying, "Hey, what is this?" But there were a lot of different people that were sharing this, saying, "Hey, what is this? This is crap. This is garbage. What this is this?" I mean, we have a tough time believing Rachel Zegler is Snow White anyway. I mean. She, I, and don't get me wrong. I, I, this doesn't even look like the cartoon Snow White. And, and and that that dress looks like bad cosplay. Yeah, it does. It looks like very bad cosplay. And 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 to be fair, Rachel Ziegler is an attractive young woman. Oh sure. There's no question about that. But this is not attractive. This is not the fairest of them all, and and this is this is what brings me in to to have you on here mainly, RJ, because I want to go over the original Grimm's fairy tales, Snow White, because there were two. There was Snow White, and there was uh, Snow White and Rose Red, because yes. Snow White has a sister. Two different women. <clears throat> but Snow White are are two different women, two different Snow Whites. Two different. In fact, there's only one Snow White. 
There, yeah. There's Snow White and Rose Red. Those were the two sisters. That has nothing to do with the story that we know of as Snow White. Right. The original Snow White is actually called Snowdrop. Okay. Go ahead. No, well, that that, that was her name, you, and yeah. and and she you know she was um she got her name she got her name huh, I'm from Arkansas, uh she got her name from uh, you know when her mother was looking out the window at wintertime and she pricked her finger on the um on the black ebony windowsill and three drops of blood fell on the snow and she's like I'm quoting here said would that my little daughter may be as white as that snow as red as that blood and as black as this ebony window frame, and so the little girl really did grow up her. Uh, her skin was as white as snow, her cheeks as rosy as the blood, and her hair as black as ebony, and she was called Snowdrop. And the thing that gets me with this particular production is the villain, played by Gal Gadot, is supposed to be concerned about this girl being prettier, being more attractive, more beautiful, and all due respect is Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler has got nothing on Gal Gadot. No, not at all. And I'm like, how are you going to sell this, Disney? How are you going to make the evil queen played by Gal Gadot uglier, less attractive, it's the same kind of problem that you had with uh, The Huntsman, you know, because you had Charlize Theron playing the evil queen and you had Kirsten Stewart playing Snow White. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. that No one's thought that, Kirsten Stewart was the fairest of them all. No. Uh, and, I mean, terrible. Terrible casting. I mean, Rachel Ziegler could have some of the best acting chops in the world. I've never seen anything that she's been in. I didn't watch The West Side Story. Robert Wise did it. We don't need it again. But it's... <sighs> now, she's she she's a good-looking uh, actress. But, sure. You know, like sure. you said, with the with the makeup and the dressing that they gave her, they they, they yeah. uglified her. Yeah, I, I, I just don't... I just don't understand this. And the only thing... Disney's not this smart. But... If it's a troll, if it's a... Aha, gotcha. That would be one thing. But Disney's not that smart. And I don't think that they would go through the expense of putting all of that big of a crew out in the middle of wherever to shoot this footage with stand-ins. I mean, that's that's a lot of money to spend on a, on a prank. And then to lie about it and say, no, 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 that's not ours. And then, well, yeah, it's ours, but it's just another unforced error on the part of Walt Disney Pictures. I, 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 it boggles my mind. As, a, as an advertising person, as a marketing person, as a PR person, I'm looking at this and how could you be so stupid? Whoever, whoever said, no, 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 it's not ours, needs to be fired post-haste. Yeah. It's, it's almost like lately uh, I get the feeling that Disney is trying to lower their stock price. Uh, intentionally, uh, maybe so they can, you know, get bought out by Apple or something. Um, well, I, I, nothing else makes sense. Well, that 
nothing makes sense with with regard to Disney. I mean, every time you turn around, they're making some some statement or doing something. Good night. Are you kidding me? This just in, folks. Oh, 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 oh. I need I need to tell. Uh, I need to make sure that uh, that Culture Casino has seen this. Disney stock price at eighty five dollars. I have never seen it that low. Eighty five for Disney. That's down from two hundred a year and a half ago. Year ago. Eighty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's primed for a takeover, and if Apple buys them, guess what? Apple's got the Apple TV network, but no content. Disney's got plenty of content, but their Disney Plus network is not doing so hot. Oh, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. And 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 Iger primed the pump on CNBC Thursday when he said that they were t- talking about, you know, various different units that would be uh, considered f- for sale. They're they're looking at selling the owned and operated TV stations. They're looking at maybe maybe ABC. They're looking to sell a piece of ESPN. And I would say that Pixar and Marvel and and Lucasfilm are all on the table for that. I keep waiting for that that Lucasfilm shoe to drop. I expect Kathleen Kennedy to be go, gone this week. We're just we're just waiting for that. Because we think of that uh, every week, don't we? <laughs> well, like we were talking about uh, uh, with Cameron Pasha on Thursday on Ranker Pit, the timing of the announcement of Bob Iger's extension is uh, weird. It's random. It was a Wednesday, and we've got three, three, four weeks to go. We have three weeks to go before the third quarter earnings call, and. Nobody, nobody saw this coming. You know, there's no logical business reason to come out in the middle of the week unexpectedly and say, "Hey, we've extended Bob Iger's deal as CEO for another three years, you know, till 2026." And so that being the case, we're, there's speculation now because the last time the board unexpectedly gave a surprise announcement of a CEO's extension was when they gave the new three-year deal to Bob Chapek, and that same day he turned around and fired Peter Rice. And so now we're sitting there going, okay, what's the other shoe that's going to drop? This this is a prelude to what? And some people are speculating this is Kathleen Kennedy about to get fired. Some people are speculating this is X, Y, and Z divisions about to get sold. Something is in the works that... They needed to establish the board's confidence in Bob Iger is right there, so strong that we've extended his deal, and Iger's sitting there going, you know, everything that we have to do to fix is turning out to be more difficult than it than it expect than we expected it to be. So I'm staying on so we can right the ship and all this. It, they're laying the groundwork for some major things about to drop, I think. And then this Snow White crap happens. Same week, you know, we get these photographs, and then Disney was like, no, 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 that's not ours. The timing of the two is probably coincidental, unless, oh, now here's a thought. Tell me what you think of this, RJ. Okay. (laughs) Bob Iger comes out, they extend the deal for his, his tenure as CEO. 
He goes on CNBC, and he says, things are a little bit more difficult than we thought. And then he says some rather stupid things about both the writer's strike and the actor's strike. And his word salad now is getting tossed about all over the place, how tone-deaf he is and how, how vulgar that whole thing was and how, how inconsiderate and, and all this. So what if the Snow White thing is a distraction to keep us from talking about some of the stupid things that Bob Iger said in that CNBC interview and buy them cover long enough for whatever the next shoe is that's about to drop. Because everybody's talking about the Snow White stuff, mostly, here on, on the YouTube sphere anyway. You know, they're talking about the YouTube stuff. They're not talking about what Bob Iger said. Now, SAG is talking about what Bob Iger said. Writers Guild is talking about what Bob Iger said. The trades are covering it. But the general, the general alt-media that we're, we are part of we're all talking about the Disney photos, the Snow White photos. And so they can they can turn that around and say, well, look at all of these racists. Oh, yeah, Bob Iger said this thing. I don't know. Maybe I, that's a little bit Machiavellian, but maybe. And like you said earlier, they're not that smart. Well, no, I don't think they are. If they hired somebody like Judah Engelmeyer, then maybe. But I, I just don't. I just don't see. I I don't see the win here. I don't see how Disney comes out looking good on any of this, and and this seems to bear that out. I mean, eighty five dollars per per share. That's nuts. I I've never seen it that low. And all the time I've been keeping an eye on it. I mean, you look at the five year. You look at the five-year trend. Look at that. Here it was. Yeah, and it's it's a steep drop too recently. Yeah, it was two hundred. It was it was one hundred ninety-seven on March March of twenty twenty-one March twelfth twenty twenty-one. It was one hundred ninety-seven dollars, and in that time we have all we have dropped well well below half the value. Well, did they split? I don't I don't think so. No, because they were, uh, between 2021 and 2023, I don't even think they had a dividend payout. Because they brought the dividend back this year, remember? Because COVID, a pandemic, and all this, man, 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 we're not going to be yeah. able to pay out the dividends. We're going to put everything on hold. Well, now they got the dividends they're paying out this year for the first time in a couple of years. And you've got the third quarter earnings call on August the 9th. That's going to be a fun call. That's going to be a very interesting call. And yes, we are going to we are going to to monitor that and and observe and report when that one goes. We'll join it live. We'll cover it live. <sighs> hi ho, hi ho! <laughs> right, it's off the bankruptcy to go. Could could that be part of it? Could that be part of the plan? They they file for Chapter Eleven. Yeah, and they've got to. They've got to get enough losses in there to be able to do it. Well, I mean, Indiana Jones certainly is that. Yeah. I mean, by now, by now, Disney should have accidentally had a hit. <laughs> right. I, I, 
So, so you know, it's 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 gr- gr- gross incompetence. They would have done something right by accident. It's yeah. It's got to yeah. be intentional. It's like we we want to lose money. Uh, and see, and that goes back to Cameron's speculation about the FTX thing. Because if they declare bankruptcy and you know, wipe out however much money they owe to creditors or whatnot, then maybe the FTX thing goes away. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's something, something just feels off with all of this. It just really... F- FTX will go away by the virtue of nobody talking about it in the media anymore. Well, there's that. Well, that plus the fact that they're going to drop some of the charges and, and he's going he's yeah. to buy his way out, I'm sure. Yeah, but nobody uh, understands FTX in in the middle America. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you say that I have been very surprised at how many people have actually been paying attention to all of this in because it's hit the mainstream media more than it used to. And uh, you, whether you want to attribute that back to the Gina Carano deal or you just the fact that you've got so many blockbuster movies at 250 300 million dollar budgets that are tanking in the in the in the box office you know the word of mouth on sound of freedom all of these different things it really does feel like the general audience is more engaged and more aware of some of the stuff that's going on now we pay attention to this stuff all the time we've talked about this before the fact that we're aware of various different things happening behind the scenes is because this is our job this is what we do this is you know we cover this stuff we're looking into this stuff so we have access to this information and we're looking at trade publications and what things that the general public doesn't normally pay attention to but when it hits fox news it hits time magazine it hits cnn it hits business insider it hits you know the atlantic or the new york or wherever then it starts to percolate in among the general population and I think people are starting to be a little bit more aware. That whole thing with uh, with the Florida education bill, that factors into it as well because Disney was right there front and center on that. Everything here, I think, has raised the public conscious awareness to the point where maybe maybe Disney's getting a little desperate. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the um, the Florida legal issues really. Uh woke people up to just how much of um how much of a vatican city disney world is within mm. florida mm-hmm. yeah well and the way they've been playing all of that with reedy creek i mean reedy creek was not the only business, special business district that was affected by that new legislation you know the, that that bill that they that they did uh was intended to bring all of the special business districts into compliance with one particular standard. It wasn't just Reedy Creek. And, be, and people need to understand that Reedy Creek was just one of the different, I think, a couple of dozen different districts that were affected by that new legislation. It wasn't just, let's go after Disney. I mean, that was the catalyst. But you know, that original Reedy Creek business district was, was initially set up to, to, to build Tomorrowland. And that never yep. happened. So this whole city of the future thing that Walt Disney was wanting to build, that never materialized. We got a theme park instead. And, you know, Epcot 
yeah, Epcot became a, a couple of rides and in a in a big in a big silver golf ball, and not the city of tomorrow like it was originally supposed to be. So, yeah, I I, I can understand why the legislature would sit there and go, you know what, you didn't do what this thing was supposed to do, so we're going to change it. It just happens so that you know Disney rocked the boat enough times that okay. It's time for your comeuppance. I, I just, I just don't get it about these photos. Why, why it became such a big deal? Unless it's a distraction from something else. And this, we'll just have to stay this, tuned and watch. But this is, this is something, this is unbelievable. Eighty-five dollars a share. I, I'm not, I'm not giving any financial advice here, folks. I'm not an investment broker. Check with your tax accountant, your attorney, your your CPA, or whatnot. But this this seems like an opportunity, and I I will I will bet you, even money, that when that shareholder call happens on the thir- on on the ninth, when they go to the Q and A, you better bet. That they will have vetted every single one of the people calling in. They will have cleared every single question before it gets asked. So they don't get hit with any surprises like they did the last time. Because the last time was a circus. And I can I can come I can I can almost guarantee you that Bob Iger is probably sitting there going, We're not gonna have a call like we had last time. But there are enough shareholders, I think, that are upset with all of this because Disney's throwing away their fiduciary duty as well. And this is just, this this is proof of that. I mean, investors are losing money. And not just individual shareholders and people like, like Nelson Peltz or Ike Perlmutter who have lots of shares. You have the little people who have smaller shares, but then you also have retirement accounts. You know, you got a built into four hundred one k's. Yeah. Uh, so you know, and and here's where it gets interesting as far as the states go because we have uh, I think what half a dozen attorneys general, state attorneys general, that are starting to examine Target and say, Target, you've made some decisions here that seem to maybe break the law with regard to child endangerment on the one hand, but also you're making decisions that that cost your shareholders money and our state retirement plans are invested in your company, so we're shareholders and we want to look at your books. And you're gonna have lawsuits coming out of the states and I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen a lawsuit from this from a state attorney general somewhere with regard to the retirement, the investments that they have in place uh, with regard to Disney. I mean, look at this, eighty-five, seventy-seven a share. This has lost so much value, and and some some could argue that Disney's doing it on purpose. Boggles that, my that, mind. That's mine. Yeah. Boggles my mind. Anyway, all right. So tell me a little about your book one more time. Uh, 540 pages, uh, over 300 interior illustrations, full color. It is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you just want to search for uh, Brothers Grimm and Critical Blast at the same time, and that should bring you up because, face it, everybody's got a Brothers Grimm book out there. Uh, ours is a brick. I, it's 
it's the size of a Chicago Yellow Pages, um, <laughs> and and hardcover, and uh, it's all the original language. So you know, be aware that don't just throw this one at the kids and say go read. You might want to read it yourself because <laughs> words have changed. <laughs> well, and and the other thing too is you were talking before we went on the air. You were talking about how Amazon has messed up the listing. It is only available yes. in hardcover. The soft cover that's listed on there is somebody else's somebody book. Somebody else's book. Okay. They've conflated okay. the two books. It doesn't even have the same title, but they've conflated them anyway. So and uh, and and more than that, Amazon's now saying, Hey, we don't have any copies of this in stock. Like didn't have any copies in stock. You order them from Ingram. So uh you, you let people order and then you you tell Ingram, Hey, send us a book. <laughs> can you can you order direct from Ingram? I don't know if anybody can uh, order direct from Ingram through um through that method i should what i should do is i should put it on my own storefront and just uh order it from ingram myself and fulfill that way there you go that's the thought all right we will put uh the link to the amazon listing is it, where else is it available is it on, is uh it's, it's available through barnes and noble it's available through books a million uh, i would assume any other bookstore has it because uh it, it is printed through ingram and they are a master catalog uh, i've okay. taken it around to different libraries and that's who the libraries order from um, you know, we, we should be thankful about one thing, I guess, with the Disney Snow White thing, What's Jason, that? and that's that they didn't go with some of the original Grimm, uh, because I'll, I'll, I'll just re read here right from the very beginning, re briefly. We all know that, you know, the evil queen looks into the looking glass every day and hence says her little incantation. And, uh, it says here, she says, tell me glass, tell me true of all the ladies in the land, who is the fairest? Tell me who. And the glass had always answered. Thou, queen, art the fairest in all the land. But Snowdrop grew more and more beautiful. And when she was seven years old, she was as bright as the day and fairer than the queen herself. We could have got that. Yeah, that that is fraught with... Um, problems, problems, <laughs> especially in this day and age, right? Yes. <sighs> okay. We will... And at the same time, <laughs> it seems almost like a, a, a shoe in that that was what could have got picked. Yeah. All right. Well, we will leave it at that. And uh, RJ, if you want to send me the links to um, Amazon and, and Barnes and Noble, we will put those in the show notes because I got to put show notes together so far still. And uh, we will have this out. Those of you who are listening to this show as a podcast, uh, do check out the live video every now and again. We send to Odyssey, YouTube, and Rumble. And uh, we do want you to join us over there. Uh, RJ uh, can be found at criticalblast.com. Uh, Critical Blast is also over on Twitter. And you got a Facebook page, too, do you not? I do, which is also okay. Critical Blast. All right. We'll, we'll put links to all of that in the notes as well. <sighs> And we'll keep an eye on the Disney demise, I, I guess you could say, you know, because the, the disintegration is not yet complete over there, I don't think. All right. RJ Carter, thanks very much for joining us today. And thanks to all of you out there for, uh, for being here as well. I do appreciate you being here. Wait a minute. Let me turn that off. Hold on. Where is this? Where did it go? Where did it go? Hold on. I'm in the wrong place. There it is. Turn my camera back on. Anyway, thanks very much for being here, folks. I do appreciate all of you finding us at the odd time. 
And uh, we'll be back to our regular time tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure what we'll talk about, but it should be... Uh, it should be interesting as we as we continue through the week. You can connect with us on various different social media platforms and the different video platforms. And we will do this all again tomorrow, folks. Remember, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. God has a plan for you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 